When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Hey everybody, it's Matthew Collar here. We're talking Vikings football five days a week on Purple Daily, available on Apple, Spotify, and the Score North app, or wherever you find your podcasts. And look, if you're tight on time right now and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. All right, back here on Purple Daily, Matthew Collar and Judd Zelgad. We welcome in our friend, he writes about the Gophers for scorenorth.com, Daniel House. All right, House... Tell me, Antoine Winfield Jr., can he play everywhere, do everything, and should he be in every draft sim ever done? He should be in every draft sim ever done. (laughs) Versatility is unbelievable. He can play the deep half, come down into the box. I mean, any coverage scheme you're looking to play. Honestly, I could see him projecting as a safety, moving into nickel, playing primary outside corner. Uh, a dime hybrid role. I mean, anything you need this guy to do, the Minnesota coaching staff maximized him by really using him in a lot of creative ways, blitzing him and using him as a cover one robber occasionally. Like, there's nothing this guy can't do. What's the top concern? Size? If yeah, I would that... say size, size is the big thing that's the major concern of the most. But, like, when you look at his relative athletic testing scores, I know – one person that I talked to around the league was like, I wonder what he's going to test, if he's going to be close to his dad in testing. And actually, it turns out he was pretty dang close. Uh, with a 7.85 relative athletic score, and his dad was 9.34 in the relative athletic score. So the big difference in that was the size. So clearly that's one of the areas. But uh, when you compare it to Tyron Matthew, who had a 3.94 RAS, and Earl Thomas, who had a 5.07 RAS, uh, Winfield Jr. is in a really – elite tier when you compare him to players with comparable skill sets. So, uh, Daniel, this is where I, I wonder how he fits in with the Vikings because the Vikings have nobody in the secondary outside of their safeties. We still don't know what's going to happen with Anthony Harris. But should the Vikings sign Anthony Harris to a contract extension? Does it still make sense with someone with such a great athletic profile uh, I don't know if he's a pure nickel corner or not, if he could do that, but to even have someone with the versatility that you describe and Harrison Smith getting older in age, I still don't dislike the idea if they sign Anthony Harris to an extension. Yeah, I feel the same way because Zimmer loves these types of defensive backs that he can move all over the place and use in creative ways, and Winfield checks all those boxes. I mean, his football instincts are unreal. I think about the Fresno State game with the game-winning interception that he had, and they ran a wide throw back. The quarterback rolls to his right and throws all the way across the field. Winfield's between the hashes, turns and makes the play. And he was telling us about this, and he said, 
I noticed a formation, a tendency from earlier in the game. They ran a similar play with a running back wheeling through the seam, and they're stretching the seam with the tight ends the entire game. So he saw a tendency from earlier in the game and, and applied it. You just see so much of that. With Zimmer's defense, even if they decide, okay, tag Anthony Harris, play out the tag, and, and decide that that's the way they want to go, Winfield could take that spot. Or like you said, with Harrison Smith getting older, uh, he's a guy they could groom and for right now use his versatility to play a couple different positions. I'd honestly, I think it would be an awesome fit. I, I would probably, if it was up to me, start him in the slot too because I, I think he, you know what? He reminds me so much of his dad. The one thing that Junior has is I think is I think Junior is a little bit more athletically gifted than his dad. But if you watch the intelligence and smarts, and the thing is, they're small guys, but they hit. And they are essentially, to me, hybrid cornerbacks, linebackers. So if you gave me a choice of where that kid could potentially start day one with his football smarts, I think the slot he could actually do it, which would be an incredible thing because that's tough to do. I totally agree with that. Seeing him play the way he did out of different multiple position groups, I feel like he could totally thrive in that role. And when you watch him in run support, you do see shades of his dad like coming up and just hitting someone really hard. I remember the Purdue game. He was just really thriving in run support. Not only that, but I just think – like you said, the football IQ with his dad. I mean, he. I remember interviewing Antoine a few years ago, and he talked about he'd watch all of his dad's film, and they'd even do virtual chats together uh, after practices or games, and they'd share different ideas and things like that. So he's all about the game of football, and his dad was always talking about how he thinks that he probably has more athletic gifts than he did. Uh, Daniel, explain to us the Tyler Johnson thing, because I see – character issues pop up but i don't know what exactly those are supposed to be there's no one who's put any sort of name to these quote character issues with tyler johnson and all i saw from him over the last two years is him whipping people (laughs) i mean going up and getting it getting separation off the line of scrimmage everything that you would want from a receiver that gets drafted in maybe the second or third round because of course he doesn't have that four three forty type of speed but somebody who's put up those type of numbers against very good competition in the big 10 you would think that his draft stock would be pretty high but it seems like he's going under the radar and also yes everyone drafts him in the fifth round in draft sims <laughs> everyone around the program is super confused about the character thing because there's really no red flag there and it's just something that seemed to get created but when you watch tyler on the field you just see a guy that's a, a supreme route runner i mean especially in the short to intermediate game I don't think he gets enough credit for his, his vertical releases either. I mean, P.J. Fleck talked at length about the progression of Tyler from when he first arrived to the end of his career and how he consistently improved the smaller details of, a, of his game. And I think when you draft a receiver from the Fleck-Matt Simon system, you know you're getting someone who's polished in terms of route running, footwork, overall technique. He can come out of the slot. He can play on the outside. He's got some versatility each year he's really added a new element to his game. I think he really made a difference in the red zone, too. For a guy that doesn't have above-average size, I mean, he's got he's got the vertical jump ability. You saw that in his basketball film when he played at Minneapolis North. But when the Gophers really needed a play, they were just turning to him. And I, I think the biggest question has been overall speed, and we didn't get to see what his, his testing number was for the 40. But even with that in mind, the player I'd comp him to is Mohamed Sanu. I think their skill sets are really similar. PJ actually coached both of them. Although Tyler didn't run at the combine, I think uh, I would anticipate their numbers are pretty similar. But 
yeah, the, the Tyler Johnson just makes plays, and that's all he did when he was at Minnesota. Yeah, good, good kid, too. That I, I am surprised to hear that there would be character concerns about him because we certainly didn't see that, uh, Daniel. So the one thing about Tyler that would concern me if I was a scout is very simple. He is prone to make a catch like he did in the bowl game where you say to yourself, my God, he caught that, and he's and he can be prone to drop passes he shouldn't. Beyond that, and the other thing, and this is, guys, completely not fair, but the other thing that Tyler Johnson was the victim of a little bit in 2019 was he played beside Bateman, and Bateman might be, I think Bateman, if he continues, and there's football this fall, I think that kid is a top 10 pick. So, but if Tyler, if Tyler can hang on to the easy passes consistently, then I think he is definitely a good guy to, uh, for a team to pick. Yeah, there were some games where there were some concentration drops. I remember the South Dakota State one standing out and a few others scattered throughout. I thought he was better in that category this year, but his junior year, there were definitely some of those drops that lingered in his game. Uh, Daniel, at the beginning of the season, Carter Coughlin was getting talked about as a guy who could have a pretty high draft stock, but now it seems like he's a late-round pick. Uh, what happened there with the drop in production and and his draft stock overall? I mean, it's always hard to predict who's going to be from the beginning of the year to the end. Uh, once upon a time, Mitch Leidner was a first-round prospect, as we all know. That is that's Todd a, McShay was smoking that, something the night before that, he did that mock. That that's a a, a deep cut turbo snark there. But uh, is is there another player from the Gophers who does have uh, some intriguing draft stock? Uh, you know, in the upcoming draft here. Well, with Carter Coughlin, I think it's really interesting, him as a prospect, because he falls between a lot of different positional profiles. So based upon high school testing, I had, I had a hunch he tests well, but he shattered expectations. I mean, finishing with a 9.81 relative athletic score out of 10. Uh, NFL, I think he's probably an off-ball linebacker, and I think that's some of what the production uh, issues were maybe this year. He, he fits the 3-4 the hybrid linebacker role mm-hmm. more than he does as a rush end. I could even see a team playing him at 4-3 outside linebacker, maybe investing in him and developing a little bit more as, because of his range, his speed, uh, his his skills potentially as a rusher and blitzer, and he could help on special teams. Two other guys to keep an eye on, Kamal Martin. Uh, his stock's probably uh, not as good because he didn't have the opportunity to work out. He interviewed at the Senior Bowl and the Scouting Combine, but didn't have the opportunity to participate in a pro day. So, nonetheless, like his skills as a blitzer, was a big part of the Gophers' defense. Uh, Joe Rossi used him pretty creatively. Uh, So we'll see it where he falls, maybe a late-round guy. But the name to keep an eye on is Chris Williamson. I I think he's one of the more underrated players out of the draft-eligible prospects. He transferred here from Florida. Last two years was really tasked with covering some of the best and most dynamic receivers that they played. Uh, The schemes against Rondell Moore and K.J. Hamler really heavily emphasized Williamson. Didn't get a combine invite, but made a really strong impression at the East-West Shrine game. So I keep an eye on him. Teams will really like him as kind of a hybrid DB in a dime package, maybe you know because he has the, the movement skills of a DB, but the, the physicality kind of of a linebacker. Not, be to, uh, not to be mistaken with Corliss Williamson, who played for the Sacramento Kings. That is a, you grew up in the 90s joke, uh, Daniel. Sorry. So um, before I let you go, Daniel, I'm sure you've been draft simming uh, your face off over there as well. Uh, what what direction do you like to go with the Vikings draft? Because we've been talking about you know they could play to their strengths on offense and add to the receiving core, add to the offensive line. They could fill positions on defense. What do you think fits best with this draft? Well, I almost think you have to go with a corner early because of the way that 
everything worked out this offseason with Mac and Trey gone. You probably invest in one of, the, one of those corners early on. And then you're looking at offensive line. I mean, you see all the guys that they've been looking into with Werfs and maybe Josh Jones slides down. I've seen some of that in my sims. I'd rather see them maybe wait on the receiver until later. Mm-hmm. Uh, Van Jefferson's a guy I like from Florida, really great route runner. Uh, fits what the Vikings are looking to do in their offense. I almost prioritize when you look at the Vikings' offense, they're, they're, they're not relying on the receivers as much. You know, they're playing 12 personnel with two tight ends quite frequently. So, I mean, you're just looking for, you know, another guy to complement Thielen. And if you can get a route runner like Van Jefferson later on, I just think in this historic wide receiver class, there's options uh, later on rather than investing early unless – you really fall in love with someone in round one and want to maybe move up with that trade ammo that you possibly have. Football. Football. Very football Daniel House uh, covers the Gophers for us here. You could follow him on Twitter at, what is it, Daniel House NFL is uh, Daniel on Twitter. So great stuff, Daniel. And uh, keep draft simming. I know you do a lot of work with the NFL draft, as people could probably tell. So keep it up and stay safe, my friend. Hey, stay safe. Thanks for having me. Yep, for sure. Daniel House there. This episode is sponsored in part by U.S. Bank. Podcasting is my favorite way to connect with people, but traveling comes in at a close second. Travel lovers meet the U.S. Bank Altitude Connect Visa Signature Card. With this credit card, you'll get four times points on travel, including gas and EV charging stations, and five times points on prepaid hotels and car rentals when you book directly through the Altitude Reward Center. And no matter where in the world you are, You'll get two times points on groceries, dining, and streaming with a $30 annual credit for streaming services, too. Visit usbank.com slash altitude connect to apply and learn how you can earn 50,000 bonus points. You deserve a credit card with more and more travel rewards. Apply to become an Altitude Connect cardholder at usbank.com slash altitude connect. Limited time offer. The creditor and issuer of this card is U.S. Bank National Association pursuant to a license from Visa USA, Inc. Some restrictions may apply. At the Home Depot, we have plenty of Christmas trees to make your holidays even more magical. Hundreds of full, easy-to-assemble artificial trees that look so real, you may be convinced they actually are. And for those who love that fresh pine smell, we have a parking lot full of fresh-cut trees to call your own. We'll even help you load your tree in the car so you can bring home the holidays. The Home Depot. How doers get more done.